0: please try again welcome to talking with tiger the washita sports digital network podcast Welcome to Episode 7 of Talking with Tigers, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast. The Washitaw Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. My name is Chris Babb. I'm an instructor in the Rogers Department of Communications and the director of the sports media production program, OSDN. And we've got a great group of students, and you're going to hear from one of those students today as Katie Hatchett, We'll interview Washita women's basketball coach Robert Dallamore about uh, the team, uh, some of those coming back, and then also talk about the signing class that will report to campus in the middle of August to prepare for the 2020-21 season. Obviously, there are question marks around that, and uh, that is what uh, several of our podcast episodes have uh, centered around, and Coach Dallamore addresses uh, some of that and how it's affected the Ouachita women's basketball team As well. As we record this on the the second week of July, this is the 10th anniversary of the Great American Conference, the athletic conference that Washita's teams participate in. And uh, if you were not able to catch our episode four of Talking with Tigers, uh, we had GAC Commissioner Will Pruitt on as he talked a lot about. uh, COVID-related issues to conference decisions. Uh, Coach Dalamore will talk a little bit in, in Katie's interview about the basketball schedule that has been adjusted by the NCAA to where uh, basketball teams will only play 22 games, which means it's a conference-only schedule. Coach Dalamore talks a little bit about that with Katie here in a few minutes. In the podcast with uh, Commissioner Pruitt, we talked about football, we talked about some of the decisions schools were having to make uh, and are still making as we uh, are in the summer of 2020 and universities and athletic departments and other departments are deciding how best to handle COVID-19. There are several episodes that if you have not been able to catch up, you can catch them on our Ouachita Sports Digital Network SoundCloud page or check us out on iTunes. Subscribe on either one of those. Give us a rating, spread the word, and – help uh, your friends learn about the uh, Ouachita Sports Digital Network and catch up with podcasts from our coaches and other alumni. We had a, Our last episode was a, was a great, a fun interview, selfishly, for me to do with Ouachita alumnus and uh, new Pro Football Hall of Famer Cliff Harris, about a 45-minute podcast, 40-minute interview with Cliff uh, there that uh, you can check out on those channels as well. On this episode, Katie Hatchett, a junior from Shreveport, Louisiana, a member of our Washita Sports Digital Network team, and also the uh will be the editor of the uh Washita Signal, the campus newspaper uh at Washita Baptist University. She'll be the editor of that uh uh, newspaper this coming year in the 2020 uh 21 year she has an interview with Washita uh, Women's Basketball coach Robert Dallamore coach Dallamore is uh, entering his second season as the head coach of the Washita Tigers previously he was an assistant excuse me associate head coach at the University of Arkansas Little Rock under legendary head coach Joe Foley he's also had experience in other levels of college and also high school won some state championships uh, as well, and uh, we are glad that Coach Dallamore is with us. He is entering his second season, and uh, he talks about the signing class that will move, join the five returning players on the Washita Lady Tiger rosters. they try to install uh, their philosophy. We'll talk about uh, those players towards the end of the interview. This year, Coach Dallamore will be joined by assistant coach Amber Reeves, volunteer assistant coach Kenny Stocklinski, and the rest of the lady tigers as they prepare for great american conference action now here's episode seven an interview with robert dalimore from osdn's katie hatchett
1: hey guys i'm katie hatchett with the washington sports digital network and today i am here with coach robert Dalamore, head of the lady tigers basketball team so coach it's good to have you with us um so coach just uh give us a quick update um you know your season had just ended when all this COVID stuff sent everybody home. So how are you and your family and the team doing through all this?
2: Well, first of all, Katie, thanks for having me. Uh, Family-wise, everybody's doing great. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was kind of nice. My son actually goes to school at Berry College outside of Atlanta. And he was home for a while. So we had a pretty full house. My daughter is uh, going to be a high school senior. So she was doing Zoom sessions. I was doing Zoom sessions. My wife is a teacher, she was. And so we had a really full house and uh, it, it was great to have everybody here. And, you know, we did a bunch of leadership Zoom sessions with our players as well. So we've been blessed.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so let's get into talking a little bit about the recruiting um, and this year's signing class. So last year, you had no recruiting cycle. When you came in, you didn't get a chance to get anybody. And so this year you had your first full recruiting cycle and it gets interrupted by COVID. So how did your recruiting philosophy and maybe some of your tactics, like how did that change it for you?
2: So that's a great question. So last year when I got here, my, my first official day was uh, May 1st. And the, uh, the number of available players of quality at that time were not very good. And so, uh, you know, we chose not to sign, any players because the quality just wasn't very good this year. Uh, so we made a concerted attempt all last summer to bring in quite a few players in the 20 uh, class as well as the 2021 class, and so we ended up signing five players early in the 2020 class with the intention of you know looking to see what was available come springtime. And continue to evaluate players. So we signed five freshmen early. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: In the meantime, as we were evaluating, we were also trying to recruit for the 2021 year. So I was trying to do both at the same time a little bit of 2020, a little 2021. Made it more difficult because I think one of the great things about Washita, one of its selling points, is the beauty of the campus and the friendliness of the people. Yeah. Now, the the issue was getting them on campus. Washtenaw has an incredible reputation. It's the reason why I took the job in the first place was because academically and campus life-wise, it's a great selling point. So I was able to do that, but pretty much I was having to either FaceTime or Zoom meet with the recruits and showing them the campus and or doing uh, visits with the professors. Mm -hmm. It's just not quite the same personal touch. Mm -hmm. So it took a little bit longer, but we ended up signing three girls uh, to junior college Mm -hmm. and then one additional freshman to give us a total of eight. Mm -hmm. But also what happened in the spring, is we had two girls, I believe it was commit before COVID in the 2021 class, and then two afterwards. Okay. So we've actually now the 2021s. I can't go into their names mm-hmm. by NCAA rules, but we have four young ladies already committed to come play for us in 2021.
1: That's awesome. So we're
2: pretty excited about that.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about this year's signing class. So you had two seniors who graduated, Laura Spradlin and Madison Britton. Um, So you already had a smaller roster before they graduated. So what was the goal of this year's signing class?
2: So the goal for this year was to get more athletic, Mm -hmm. uh, to get in particular some more shooters, speed, and a little more size. And so I think we were able to accomplish that. We, we brought in a number of very athletic players. Yeah. So I think that's, it was something that we needed to improve on. As a team, we needed to improve on our speed and athleticism. And so I think that was the main goals of our team. And obviously, I like to play up-tempo. We really were able to play at times last year that way, but not quite as often as I wanted And this year, the the plans are to play at a much faster tempo.
1: Yeah, well, that's going to be awesome. Well, this class is highly decorated. They had a lot of postseason accolades and awards. So that was very cool to get to watch that and see those on your Twitter. Um, So on a lot of those posts, you did have the hashtag both feet in the boat. So I was wondering if you could just kind of explain to us what that is and what that means.
2: Well, I don't know exactly where I got that from. I've heard different variations of it over the years, but to me, it has a twofold purpose. I believe that in our relationship with Jesus, we need to have both feet in the boat. Yeah. Scripturally, the Bible talks about don't be hot or cold. Uh, Excuse me, be hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm. Right. And so, the same thing is true with being part of a team being part of a family team being part of your job team and for us being part of a basketball team Mm -hmm. so either be hot or cold be in or out don't be lukewarm and so that's that's kind of been my rallying cry for my whole career and just the last few years i would say probably my last few years at little rock as associate head coach it was something i really stressed with our players there as far as that specific term and then obviously since i've been here and it's on a lot of our shirts and stuff as well
1: yeah well that's really cool so how does you know how does that play out kind of in your in the way that the girls play in the games and that they kind of handle their practices and everything
2: Well, to me, if you are both feet in a boat, then you're giving everything you have, regardless of how you feel that particular day. Uh, Jerry West said, uh, most people can work on days when they feel great, but most people, they have to make up their mind on whether or not they wanna work on the days they don't feel great. And I think that's, that's a decision you need to make. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I would say probably all of our girls' parents probably work really hard on the days they don't feel particularly good. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's our job to train them as women of excellence and to try to supplement what their parents are doing to teach them, look, both feet in. You don't feel good? Look, come to work. And so I think that's always been our concept. It's something we talked about during the recruiting process about being a woman of excellence.
1: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, and that's really cool. Just not as a, not just as a sports philosophy, but like you said, as a life philosophy. Um, okay. So with this recruiting class, obviously you've had to do stuff a little bit different and so kind of welcoming them onto the team, I'm going to assume has probably been a little bit different. Um, you haven't really been able to do maybe a meet and greet in person quite yet.
2: Well, Um, true. However, in division two, we're not allowed to practice during the summers anyway. Yeah. So, I would not have met with my freshmen as a whole until August anyway, regardless of COVID or or not. Mm -hmm. I actually think what's really been uh, a blessing is us having the opportunity to do the uh, leadership Zooms.
1: Yeah,
2: And I think that's a great way to connect. Plus, I think myself along with my assistant Amber Reeves, I think we've done a really good job of just keeping in contact with them on the phone, texting, calling, yeah. just keeping regular communication with all of our girls.
1: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, I know we're excited to welcome them in the fall, though. That'll be really, really good to have them on campus. So um, kind of moving into the looking at the 2020 season. So the NCAA has cut down on the number of games that, and not just for basketball, but across all the sports that you guys can play. So for you, that means that you have a lot less non-conference games, um, if any. I don't know if you have very many of those.
2: We don't have any uh, at all non-conference games. The NCAA Division II has mandated a 22-game schedule, Mm -hmm. and our conference happens to have 12 teams, so 11 opponents, times two, that's your 22 games. Now we will play a couple of exhibition games, but Mm -hmm. as far as counting games, we won't have any.
1: Yeah, so how does that change your preparation and your training and practices for this season, though?
2: Right, that, that's a good point. So with year two and with having eight new players and five returners for a total of 13, we are going to be who we're going to be regardless of what our schedule was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, As we continue to grow the program, it's just about, us trying to be the best we can be every day. So that's not going to change regardless of what our schedule is. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I don't think it, it's affecting us. I've always believed in winning the day. That's yeah. the only thing you can control. I think I've been blessed in my career to be a lot, part of a lot of championship teams as a head coach and then as an associate head coach over at Little Rock mm-hmm. and i have always been a believer in the process just focus on winning the day, and then in the long run, it'll take care of itself, which was no different for us this year as a team. I felt like, although it didn't show up in the number of wins, Mm -hmm. I felt like that we continued to grow as a team. Obviously, we were hoping to have more wins this season, but it didn't materialize. But I do think that uh, culture-wise, I think they have definitely accepted and embraced the the concept of family and work ethic and bringing it every day. So I think that's great. And I think they're going to do a great job of leading these eight new players.
1: You've mentioned that we have five returning players. Um, We do
2: five returners. We have uh, seniors are Eden Crow and Maya Gertzone and Ja'Kai Clay and junior Jesse Bennett mm -hmm. and a sophomore Michaela Miller. And I know Obviously, we can't do any workouts with them, but from, you know, the talk that I've talked, I know Maya and Jesse and Michaela and, and Eden in particular have, you know, called me a lot and told me about uh, the number of hours of shooting and ball handling that they're putting in this summer, Yeah, and so, you know, just really excited about that. And we have a pair of transfers from Connor State College, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren and Kalen Wright, uh, who are very athletic, 5'9 girls. And I'm really excited about what they can bring as far as uh, the athleticism and what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then we signed six freshmen. Yeah. And you mentioned a lot of accolades academically. We've got, I think, the lowest girl we had is coming in with a 3'5, which is great. We have a number of academic, all academic selections. We have one valedictorian. Uh, and that's awesome. Uh, that's great that they're excellent off the court. And then it's great that on the court, uh, four of the girls were All-State performers. All six were All-Conference uh, players. And uh, two two of the girls were actually selected for the Arkansas um, All-State All-Star game.
1: That's awesome.
2: The other two, the other two that were of Staters uh, were uh, Raven Osborne and Mackenzie Schillmuller. Mm-hmm. who their states uh, I don't believe they are holding a, a state all-star game I know for sure Oklahoma is not and then the four Arkansas girls who are Day Brown from Earl so our our people in the state would kind of know uh, Emmeline Reader from Clarksville
1: mm-hmm. Brittany
2: Williams from Central Arkansas Christian and then Parker Smith from Desark so We have uh, quite a few Arkansas girls. I'm going to have a volunteer assistant this year, Kenny Stocklinski. Okay. And College Joe Kilgore is my manager. So I always like to mention our whole basketball family. None of us are more important than anybody else. I am am no more important than anybody else, and no individual player or coach is more important. And that's not me blowing smoke. That's honestly when you have an opportunity to be a part of Mm -hmm. of something special. It's when people understand that everybody's equally important. We just all play a different role.
1: Well, thanks again, coach, for being here.
2: Have a great day.
1: You too, coach.
0: Our thanks to Robert Dallamore, head women's basketball coach of Ouachita Baptist University for taking his time out to join Katie Hatchett of OSDN and talk about the Lady Tiger basketball team. You can follow Washita Women's Basketball on Twitter at, at OBU Lady Tigers, all one word, at OBU Lady Tigers, and follow Washita on Twitter. That's going to do it for episode seven. Our next episode of Talking with Tigers will feature Matthew Branch as he has an interview with Washita Men's Head Basketball Coach Dennis Nutt about the Tiger basketball team signing class. Uh, A large signing class of eight players, and Matthew will talk to Coach Nutt about that. If you haven't checked out our podcast, as we mentioned at the beginning, you can uh, find those on SoundCloud and on iTunes. We also uh, invite you to check out the... uh, A Tiger for Life podcast, a production of the Washita Alumni Office. And John Merriman has several podcasts that he has interviews with various alumni. The most recent one is with James Bearcat Reynolds, the first African-American football player on the campus of Washita Baptist University. A fascinating interview that Bearcat talks about some of his experiences at uh, Ouachita, uh being the first African-American football player, some of his experiences uh, learning and how Washita really stretched him. I think that was a theme in that podcast that was neat to hear uh, Bearcat talk about how Washita stretched him and prepared him for um, his life uh, after Ouachita. and A lot of uh, chaplaincy uh, in the prison system uh, that he currently uh, is doing now in ministry work as well. But a, a theme of that is how uh, Mr. Reynolds talks about Washita stretching him and preparing him for life. So we uh, invite you to check that out uh, and a lot of good other good interviews that John Merriman has on the Tiger for Life podcast. Again, we thank uh, Robert Delamore, the uh, subject of this interview on the podcast uh, Talking with Tigers, thanks to Katie Hatchett. That'll do it for Episode 7. Episode 8 is up next with Matthew Branch and us Nutt of Tiger Basketball. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.